Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bases loaded and one out. Oh my God! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam. Hello and welcome in everybody to episode five. And yes, I mean episode five this time with a beer, bourbon, and baseball. I'm your host Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. More importantly. To my right, or your—I don't know what it is anymore. This camera thing messes me up. I have, S- <laughs> I have my, I have my, uh, my typical co-host and Mike Simeone, aka SP Streamer. You can follow him on Twitter, SP Streamer. And of course, we are joined by the great Alex Fast, associate producer at MLB, VP of Pitcher List, FSWA Award winner for the Research Article of the Year, and most importantly, above all, uh, an O's fan. How you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do that. So it's actually the most like accomplished like thing on your little bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us. And how's everything going? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, I'm happy to be here. And yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. And and I'm I'm if we're gonna talk about bourbon, we should at least talk about the Orioles, right? Because no team drives me to drink <laughs> more than that team. So I oh, mean, sure. the Mets are kind of close. Uh, now, at least you've tasted <laughs> success. Remember, it was the Royals that swept us to. Uh, I don't know if they swept us to get to you. I think that was the year they lost to the Giants, but. Yeah, we, we, we're not doing very good in the playoffs in the last couple tries. <laughs> and uh, speaking of drinking, what are you drinking tonight, Alex? I pulled out the big stops today. I pulled out, I, I, I'm finishing off this first bottle of, of, of Blanton's nice. tonight. Uh, so I poured myself some some Blanton's and then, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pop into some other stuff later. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to start with this Blanton's. What about you guys? What are you drinking? Mike, uh, I'll go. I got a. I'm going with uh, some scotch tonight with a little Glen. Oh, a little Glen Finch. Fifteen year. Um, it's pretty good. I actually like it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's pretty good. It's a fifteen year Glen Finch. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's usually how it works. We're and like a nine point four out of twelve scale. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. He he's very very tough on the ranks. I'm just drinking I'm some more of this. I'm not a big drinker. I'm just what not. is that? So I to fix that to make sure I become a big drinker. I started a show that is revolving around drinking, and I'm just doing some more or less of the same beer. So of course the usual is what we're gonna do. Obviously, you didn't tell us what and it is. A, yeah. What is it? It's Florida. It's is this a Florida? Is this one Florida man or Florida cracker? This is the Florida. Oh, cracker. it's it's Cigar City. Cigar City. Cigar City. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, Cigar City. Yeah, I actually I bought a five pack, a four pack sample, like different beers, twelve total beers, and um, I'm still finishing off that twelve pack because I don't drink more than the three I do tonight. And uh, can I just course, say Mike's look, comment is amazing? Yeah, yeah, I mean seriously, are are you like a are, are did you play like Beat Saber all day today or something? Like did you did you like Twitch stream Fortnite for seventeen hours? Like what's going on there? I considered it. Okay, so I had this one. This is one that shows up. But uh, now we have to go through here. his backgrounds. It's just going to delay oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. But hold on. This is the one I usually have up. It's the uh, moon man drinking a beer on the moon. You came in. Yeah. Oh, I, I can kind of make it out. Yeah, I can kind of yeah. make but, it out. And that's oh, just cool. And awesome. So we're going to have to make a new way all night because I 
can't hear you guys now. Hi, uh, man. <laughs> Is this be, you need to not change the background of your screen. Yeah, you can't uh, go to a rave uh, in the middle of the uh, podcast. Literally, and then it, I, I just, oh, my God. <laughs> you still can't hear us. Oh, man. Oh, great, great. I thought you're supposed to drink when it's live. You're supposed to drink at the end of the podcast as opposed to the, the very beginning. All right. I mean, should we? Uh, I I guess I'm back. I'm here. Uh, hey. uh, no, I can't hear still. All right. Maybe we should just move on awesome. with Adam. <laughs> yeah, kick him out. <laughs> um, I All actually right. can. can you hear us? Oh, uh, okay, he's gonna come back in. He'll uh, come back in when he wants. All right. All right. So you know what? Let's just start off with. Um, we're gonna start with this game that we play called Shot in the Dark. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about it, Alex, but we basically give clues and um, we start off like with really hard clues. It gets easier and you have to try and guess it before someone in the audience does. Um, typically, if you don't guess it before them or don't guess it at all, then you have to take a shot. I'm, gonna, I'm about <laughs> to drink a lot because I'm so bad at this. So I'm about it's to- only at the end, though, only if you don't get it. Okay. Um, oh, I'm, so. I'm not going to get it. Don't you worry. All right. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. All right. Um, usually Mike has one too, but uh, so usually Mike does pitchers. I do hitters. So just okay. so you know, it's going to be a hitter. Okay. All right. So the first clue. So you get one guess per clue okay. as well as everyone else who's watching. So first clue, he had the highest X Woba against fastballs up in the zone. Ronald like, Acuna. No. Mm. I was going to say, I feel like you'd weirdly would guess this. Really. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, next one. He had the 20th best O swing percentage in 2019. Trout. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, so let's reiterate. He had the highest expo against fastballs up in the zone. He had the 20th best O swing in 2019. He was drafted by the Cubs. Drafted by the Cubs. This is like it's hard. It'll get easier though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Drafted by the Cubs. Okay. So, but I doubt he's still with the Cubs. Oh God! I'll just I'll. Oh, I really don't think it. No, he was drafted by the Padres. Let's say Kyle Schwarber. No. Yeah, there's no chance. The O swing alone, <laughs> he's got like the twentieth lowest O swing probably. All right, let's see if these give away. He plays third base. Plays third. Chris Bryant. Nope. All right, you're on your last clue. All right, okay. let's go. All right, so he had the highest X roll against fastballs up in the zone. Mm-hmm. He had the twentieth best O swing in 2019. He was drafted by the Cubs, plays third base, and he's on a new team this year. Anthony Rendon. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is it? Jeez, it is uh, Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. Very interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Yeah, Rendon wasn't drafted by the Cubs. Okay. You could just take a big sip if you want. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, considering the markup I paid on this whiskey, there's no way I'm taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, like, purposely hold for this game, although I'm the only one who's gotten – one so far but i purposely have like a little tequila on the side in case should i try and uh, you probably do you want me to try and pull one up for you to try and quiz you yeah go for it if you think you do it quick enough yeah you gotta go like hard to easy though hard to easy like you gotta make it so like it's actually somewhat guessable you know okay okay uh okay um all right i think i can get one i think i can get one in the meantime, I feel like maybe I should message Curlin and see if he's alive or, uh, you know. <laughs> this is going to be tough to do, but I think I can do it on the fly. Okay. Are you are, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
We're going to do a pitcher. Okay. Yeah. He. Oh, so we start tough, right? Yeah. We start tough. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Okay. We got it. He was 96th percentile in exit velocity and 95th percentile in hard hit rate. I don't want to try and go with someone obvious here. Adrian Hauser? No. Okay. He is in the top 10 of CSW performers. Is it Woodruff? No. (laughs) Okay, let me get some more. Let me get some more. Let me get some more. Okay. His best pitch by batting average against and expected batting average is a slider. I just feel like it's too hot. Corbin? No. Hmm. Um, hmm. What he lacks in fastball velocity, he makes up for in curve spin rate. Uh, so he throws a curveball. Too. I don't even know if he does. Musgrove? No. Does Musgrove throw a curve? I think so, yeah. I can't think of it. Uh, no, I think he throws a slider. I don't think he throws a curve. Um, okay. We'll get two easier ones because those are all been pretty. I don't think I, I, don't think I went e- easy at all. Okay. He is a foreign born player. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know. Hmm. So weak contact, good slider, bad curveball, foreign. Um, hmm. See, the problem is I don't know who's born here and who's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm getting uh, caught up here. Um, I mean, Soroka? No, that would be that stupid. I would just go with it anyway. Okay. No, it's not Soroka. Yeah, because he's have a high CSW. And I think he was born in America. Oh, um, yeah. That was really dumb, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last. So we, we've done. Okay. So let's go through top 10 in CSW. Oh. Um, hey. Hey. He returns. <laughs> we started the, the game friend. without you, dude. Oh, no, I, I was watching on the stream while sitting up on my backup okay. situation. <laughs> dude, Alex, it wouldn't be a live stream with me without me if this didn't happen. It, I, um, I like it. It's very much like the Eric Andre show, but just in a baseball podcast form. <laughs> so I don't know where you're at in the, in the game, but I feel the need to chug my beer anyway for the whole lack right, of professionalism. Not get mine. So. I'm, I did not get. I did not get his, and he is on the last clue of mine. And I, I think it might give it away, but I'm going to do a recap of the clues so far. So we had 96 percentile in exit velo and hard hit. What he lacks in fastball velocity, he makes up for in curve spin. His best pitch by expected batting average and uh, batting average is his slider. He is foreign born and keeping with the theme he is on a new team this year maeda there you go yes Very well nice. no now now we're gonna now i'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> since i ruined the game i'm gonna give you my guesses but only you're gonna guess i mean if somebody guesses on i'm gonna make you drink mike you're gonna okay. drink i just okay. did one that <laughs> perfect all right go do yours 
Okay, of all pitches thrown at least 500 times in 2019, this pitcher had the pitch with the seventh best K minus walk rate. A minimum of 500 pitches thrown, his pitch produced the seventh best K minus walk rate. I know you guys will enjoy this. It's a pitcher one, so mm-hmm. don't don't give me that. Like, oh, man. really? So obviously, it's a really good pitch. Uh, well, no kidding. But he had one pitch who did it, right? It wasn't yeah, just, his, okay, just, just he had one pitch. Just the one. Well, I, that's the only pitch I saw that was that high on K minus walk rate. But his pitch, his individual pitch, was the seventh best. Produced the seventh best K minus walk rate. Brandon Woodruff. Seventh. No. Junis. No. What? Trying to oh, go yeah. uh, 500. I, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Get Fine. out. I'll, I'll give you a random. I'll give you. I'll give you a sixth clue. <laughs> an extra clue of the fact that he is a starter, not a reliever. Okay. I guess Junis is kind of both. Um, his slider had a p val of I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess, God. And but it had <laughs> fine. It had a, the slider had a swinging strike rate of eighteen point three percent. Slider. I'll look. A, I'll give you the p val. Uh, swinging strike rate of eighteen. <laughs> oh man, what a, what a day! I've had such a day. Eighteen point three percent. Yeah, of the, the slider had a, his slider had a it's good, uh, but it's not like ridiculous. Yeah, it's not fantastic, but it's, it's not really like good. Corbin. But um, let's see what the people. But that, that's the pitch that produced. A, a, no, it wasn't the pitch that produced. You want? Why don't you moment. guess first? Why don't you go ahead and guess first? So I'm assuming that same slider is high in the high K walk. Um, no, it wasn't. I don't know why I picked the slider. Just to throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it actually had the best swinging strike rate. It actually had a higher swinging strike rate than the pitch that produced the um, K minus walk. I think that's why it intrigued me, but I definitely worded it terribly. And, all right. Well, we'll move um, on. I mean, go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was going to shoot my shot and say Musgrove. Well, no, but I was going to give you a little more. He has a six pitch repertoire, four pitches he really relies on, if that helps at all. It's kind of an extra little. Six, well, did, all right. Did you use your guess yet? Yeah, go. So what are the clues that we have so far? It's a well, slider. I was giving, I was giving you uh, an extra clue because I screwed up the whole slider uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, he, of all his pitches thrown, of all pitches thrown 500 times in 2019, this pitcher had the pitch with the seventh best K minus walk rate. His slider had a P valve. I didn't write it down uh, and had a 18.3 swing strike rate. And then I mentioned the fact that he has a six pitch repertoire and he actually utilizes four of them. I think he threw four of them. I think like at least four of those pitches like over 300 times or something like that. Faulty? No. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. It gets it gets really easy. It, okay. the, last, the last three get really easy. All right. Okay. He All pi- right. We'll just go right to this one. He pitched the third most innings in 2019, but only had 11 wins. Oh yeah, that's a this one's throwing you off. I know that the third what? most innings of all pitchers in 2019, only 11 wins. Eleven wins. Not Erod, is it? No. Oh no, he had a ton, didn't he? Yeah, he's the one who had like twenty, and it made no sense. Yeah. Um, no, he wouldn't do it. So we got slider. Let's. No. The slider wasn't what produced the good KMI's walk rate. I just randomly threw the slider in there. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're, just so we're clear. Yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to throw Mike off, and I really threw myself off. Obviously. Um, let's stay with Atlanta and say Max Freed. No, but I really wish I picked him. Uh, this player was traded mid-season last year from the AL to the NL. I think I no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it Bauer? It is Bauer. It was Bauer. And the last the last hint was going to be this player hates Alex Bregman. 
It doesn't get much easier. <laughs> that was the last hint. It doesn't get much easier than that. I told you I was gonna give it away. So okay. Look at that. I got two right tonight. Well, yeah, after I screwed up the whole start of the show. So let's transition to what people want to hear about. But before we actually get into fantasy baseball talk, you guys over there at Pitchless kind of started a movement, so to speak. It's actually mm. quite awesome. And you guys have like mentors and mentees, and Mike and I have been lucky enough to be brought on as said mentors. And uh please elaborate on that, Alex, what you're doing, what the goal is. Yeah, so we um we started up um you know you can take a screenshot of what we're doing right now and figure out what some of the issues in the fantasy baseball industry right now are, right? It's predominantly run by by white men, which is totally I'm, I'm fine. I'm Cuban, if that counts for anything. There you go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I really am. You know, <laughs> I was not going to sit here and say you're a liar about being half Cuban. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we, we started um, – it's not really us. It's really the entire community mm-hmm. is trying to do whatever we can to make it um, – you know, we are a very inclusive space, right? We talk about that all the time. And I, I think you guys have experienced that. I've certainly experienced that. Um, but we've been sort of passive in our inclusivity, right? That's my mm-hmm. dog. Um, we, we've been kind of passive in our inclusivity in terms of like, yeah, anyone's welcome to join. Come, we'll tell you about it. Yeah. And I think maybe we could do a better job about being like uh, more active in our inclusivity, right? And a lot of people have seen this message and they think, why are we trying to get you know underrepresented voices or women into the sport if they don't want anything to do with it? And it's nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with forcing anyone into the fantasy community, right? I why would I want to force anyone to watch the Orioles? It's it's cruel <laughs> and unusual punishment. I'm a Marlins so, fan. So. Yeah, exactly. Why would you want to force anyone to watch the Marlins or the Mets for 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 that reason? I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> it's not about that. It's about saying, hey, what can we do to make this space available to other people? Um, and one of the ways that we're trying to do that is with a mentorship program that you know thank you guys for being a part of it's great um so if you guys know anyone any underrepresented voices in the industry or any underrepresented people or, or, or women who are thinking hey maybe i'm a little bit interested i don't really know where to begin this program pairs you with someone who's a leader in the fantasy baseball industry really willing to sit down answer questions for you give you feedback on your articles provide some perspective on how they got to where they are and it's just one small thing right it's one small thing this is not going to <laughs> to end uh, racism in, in our community. Oh, not no. that there is much, but this isn't going to end racism, period. This yeah. is just a small thing that we can do to be active in this time. So if you're interested, there's a post up on Pitchless right now under the Extras tab called Mentorship Program. Come check it out. Uh, after the first post about getting 50 mentors, we're up to about 80 right now, which is wild. Oh, wow. Like totally wild, which is great. Awesome. So I got I to gotta pair 30 more people. Um, wow. But yeah, so thanks, you guys, for, for, for being a part of it and letting me talk about it. I'm, I'm super excited and super excited to see what it what it brings, you know, see, see what happens with it. I think it's, there's a lot of good that can happen from it. No, you're hundred percent correct. I think it's actually really awesome what you guys are trying to do and get, and actually are doing obviously is pretty successfully at this point. I got to transition to this. I, it just crossed my mind. You were on ESPN twice now, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah. How the hell was that experience? Because we all grew up watching ESPN. We all know <clears throat> it to be what it is. Although it's not what it used to be in a lot of our minds. It's still an amazing achievement. And that's awesome, dude. Like, congrats. And yeah. is it still did surreal? You re- like, Did you record it? <laughs> oh, did yeah. I? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. 100% recorded yeah, it. And sure. One of the one of the guys at Pitcherless recorded it. This dude Eli Sussman, who's one of our marketing guys, he's fantastic. He recorded it for me. Yeah, man, it was super surreal. Like it was super surreal. Like we we were fortunate enough to interview uh, John, you know, or Boog Shambi uh, for the Pitcherless podcast, and then we would like DM back and forth, and then just one day out of the blue, got a text from him that was like, "Hey, man, you want to be on ESPN on Thursday?" And I was like. I was in like I was at like a I dog imagine dude. It's serious. <laughs> yeah, I was at like a dog park in Florida. 
with <laughs> with my wife, like a, an isolated little dog park, and I like almost had to use a doggy bag on myself. <laughs> like I, I, I was like I was like, oh my god, this is insane. And then, you know, I mean, I'm like you guys, right? I'm just a super, super anxious preparer. So, like, you got to well, be up at 5 a.m., you know? Yeah. And, and so, like, I, I the whole night beforehand, just taking as many notes as possible. Um, and then it happened. And, you know, it just kind of flew by. And um, luckily, all that sort of, like, acting training kind of helped me, like, stay focused and kind of breathe a little bit and figure out yeah. what was going on and try and have a little bit of banter. Um, and then when they were like, Hey, do you want to come back? I was like, they text the wrong person. Like they, they just like, they, either that or they, everyone else canceled, like every <laughs> single other person canceled and I'll never get over it, man. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm like you guys, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's sitting in my little apartment, my little modest little apartment. And to see like, you know, it was like Buster Posey, like, uh, Josh Lindblom, like Cespedes family barbecue. Alex fast. Like what? Like <laughs> what, what, why? What, yeah. do you, what do you mean? It doesn't make any sense. That's amazing. It was crazy. That is awesome. Awesome, dude. And, and seeing you do that was like, I know that guy. I've talked to that guy. <laughs> I, met yeah. that, I met that guy before. I met him. I know him. And, and I turned on course, ESPN for the first time in a long time. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Guy. Yeah, that's all it was. But I just saw this. Um, Mr. De- we call him doctor here mm-hmm. on this show. Uh, DeGrom left his first start uh, after uh, one inning with back tightness. Um, right. I'm gonna call it precautionary. I'm gonna be optimistic here and call it precautionary. Well, yeah, what's, what's the Mets fan thinking? Uh, I mean, we it's think the worst. Mets. it's the end of the season for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping it's what Mike's saying. I mean, we gotta obviously just see what, yeah, what the word is. But yeah, you know, we've been super lucky so far in this ramp. I mean, as lucky as we could be. Obviously, we're in the middle yeah. of a global pandemic. We've been lucky in terms of player injury, and I mean that in a mm-hmm. good way, right? Like, I'm definitely a little bit reticent to talk about like, oh, this guy's got COVID, so who's the next man up? Like, that always feels gross. But we've been fortunate in that we haven't had to be like, oh, they're you know, except for Byron Buxton, right? He was the first one where we were like, man, that sucks. I was really worried because when the KBO started ramping up again, they said it's all lower body injuries, all hamstring, all lower half. And we haven't really seen any pitchers who have been injured ramping up. I obviously this is a wait and see with DeGrom. I imagine it's fully precautionary, but hopefully we don't start to see this 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 you know strain of injuries happening in the coming weeks. I think a lot of these pitchers have stayed pretty warm from the ones that we've talked to they're all throwing in their backyard they all have catchers they live down the street from um uh, uh, so yeah I, I imagine it's precautionary but um you know here's hoping we don't hear about any more of this stuff moving forward no 100 oh and perfect right on cue thanks mike hey there uh, we go precautionary they're saying yeah, yeah. they're what we're, we're what nine days away from opening day wow mind-blowing like i'm like i'm like i'm at the point where like prepping is oh, like I, I give up. Like this is crazy. And then there's so <laughs> and then there's like there's so much going on, and it's you're recycling information. You're going on other podcasts, just talking about the same stuff over. Look, my hair is going crazy. Thing like it's it's it is what it is, man. And um, but it's just it's crazy. But honestly, it's nice that we have new ADP data. We're kind of we're kind of jumping right into it. And I'm I pulled it up on FBC. Mm-hmm. We're looking at just July, mm-hmm. which is a very small sample, only about 34 drafts, I believe. But that is enough. That's like all. The, that's like the most pertinent data we have right, right now. Like I, totally. I look for bigger sample size, uh, sample sizes, but it's it's just we don't have it. This is it. This is the drafts going on. And in, I think the first thing I want to talk about is pitchers inside the top ten in ADP, mm-hmm. which Garrett Cole in order from one through ten. Garrett Cole, Degrom, Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Clevenger, Flaherty, Bieber, Strasburg, Kershaw. Those are the top ten right now in ADP. Of which of those of uh, t- top ten would you say, Alex? 
would probably finish all the time outside the top 25 if you had to guess. Would finish outside the top 25. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, uh, that's very interesting. Um, I wanted to go the other way because people always say, well, who can finish inside the top 10? I want to be like, well, who do you think can see? Who do you think could be the biggest bust of them, so to speak? Yeah, that's it's, it's a great question. Uh, I also see, by the way, that Carmen, uh, I believe it's Myrano. I apologize if I put yeah. that. It said it uh, gave me a shout out. And I, that, that's very nice of you. So I'm very excited. To, I, you have a very, very long email for me. I apologize for it. Um, <laughs> but but to, to answer to answer your question, this might be a, a, a little bit crazy. OK, um, but, you know, someone's got to fall out of here. And I think it could be Jack Flaherty. Um, sure, so <laughs> is it really your pick yep, as well? That's my good. pick as well. <laughs> I love it. So well, good. We can go back and forth about why we think it's him. I mean, currently number seven at ADP, as you said. So there's a few reasons, right? And let's start with where we are right now with this kind of crazy time. He threw 43 pitches yesterday. That means he theoretically has time for one or two more appearances before the season starts, which means he's not going to be throwing 100 pitches for a little while, right? He's probably going to be a guy who makes a three-inning start or a four-inning start, then maybe a four-inning, five-inning start, and then he gets loosened up and can throw some full games. We've obviously seen the the immense upside that can come with Jack Flaherty. There's absolutely no question about that, and I don't argue with that, right? But we've also seen the downside. The conversations that I've had about him in the past are focused around the middle ground. He's not as poor as he was in the first half. He's not as elite as he was in the second half. What's the middle ground going to be? Without a full season for him to level out, you're really going to put a lot of eggs in you know, what can be a pretty volatile basket. I, The core issue I have with Jack Flaherty is always going to center around that fastball. I have no problems with the slider. It's a top 10 slider in baseball. 31st percentile in spin rate, out of the top 500, uh, 500 in spin efficiency, outside of the top 200 in power units. It's not a rising fastball, which we equate with better swing, swing rates and is going to set up that slider a little bit more. It's a little bit flatter than that. It's clearly not the end-all, be-all, but when you're essentially a two-pitch pitcher, right? He has no other pitch. He throws over 15% of the time. That fastball is going to be really important for sustained success. I'd be curious to see if he makes a tweak with his curveball usage, but when you look at a guy who's got historically low BABIPs like he does, relying on a defense like that for a 60-game season makes me really scared. All it takes is three poor games, four poor games, like we saw in his first half, and bam, he's out of the top 25. And Mike, you agree yeah. with that? Huh? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Alex took every single point there. <laughs> perfect. Um, no, perfect. That's the point of this. <laughs> but I mean, overall, all Cardinals pitchers, I mean, they're just they're just behind, you know, all of them are, you know, I think around that 40 pitch mark right now. And it's just all of them, I feel like you should be fading in your drafts because compared to everybody else, they just not, you know, they're not ready to, you know, go uh, be full go with their starts. Um, yeah, I mean, again, my main worry is the fastball, kind of like you uh, said just to reiterate and I mean again but yeah that, that half was amazing um you know it's again it was just a half though um, again you need to really see <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm gonna just keep saying again um but yeah so I mean we'll see what happens I mean we both could be wrong and who knows maybe that fastball really happens to be that great and we're both completely wrong and he ends up being the top five pitcher next year it's totally possible but yeah I mean barring from uh injury risk he's definitely the one pitcher skill wise, I think that could fall out. This is this is like this season is a great um, opportunity for us as analysts to show our whole ass because all we can do is is look at the data and try and figure out what's going to happen over a long period of time. And this season is going to be insane. 
it's going to be insane. Like there's going to be stretches. There's going to be guys finishing in the top 10 that we never would have anticipated finishing in the top 10. And I don't even know what this begins to mean for analyzing next year or what, you know, how we utilize this year for next year's data. But like, you're totally right. Jack Flaherty can end the year with a sub one ERA, right? Like he mm. had that stretch last year that could totally happen. But yeah, I, I, I just, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's infuriating. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah. I do want, Marty asked a great question. And of course, A plus pronunciation. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> hey, very nice. Pretty, but, uh, pretty good. We're, we're gonna get. I love that. I love that. Uh, sorry, we're gonna get to Marty's question in a moment. But I do want to give a little pushback. Who's left in that bullpen to relieve these starters? Mm-hmm. I mean, Gallegos unknown. Hicks opted out. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmart maybe two innings, so maybe he piggybacks with them initially, gives them that kind of that bridge to the bullpen. But who do they really have at that point? You know, half their guys are out. And not and or opting out, and that's where I'm just thinking. I'm wondering how that's gonna affect him. Maybe he does get to throw a little more sooner than we expect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they're gonna lean. You know, poor Adam Wainwright. They're gonna say, "Hey, man, you wanted to come back for one year, have fun throwing until your arm falls off." They're, <laughs> they're gonna be able to. We're gonna be able to see what uh, Kwang Hyung Kim is all about. We'll be able to see a little yeah. bit more of Daniel Ponce de Leon, maybe a little bit more of Austin Gomber. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. essentially, you you you, you know. These are the guys you want to like have them make spot starts, you know what I mean? And now, right. like, hey, Quang Young Kim, welcome to the bigs. Like, you're you're throwing uh, as much as you can. And Richard Sands asked if you know if we do the podcast or we put this up as a podcast. We do. Uh, Mike and I both put it on our stream, so it's on SP Streamer or Bases Loaded Podcast. We do upload this, so just so he knows that. And Marty wants to know uh, who will be better this year, Bieber or Clevenger. And I'm gonna let you we all know, Alex. Go ahead, Mike. I know yeah, we exactly. all know, Alex. We all know who you're gonna pick. And I just let I'll let you go with your Cy Young Award winner here, man. This is your yeah, guy. Well, go ahead, Mike. I, I feel like I'm talking way too much. Oh, so that's the point. I mean, you're, you're the guest. Uh, yeah, but who to, wants uh, to hear me? I guess just Everybody. to kind of go against you. I mean, I do have him ranked higher anyway, which uh, you know, um, I I would go with Bieber just because um, I think he could go deeper into games, which will be extremely important this year. Uh, he had one of the highest pitch counts last year per game. Um, and I mean, you know, he, he's pretty, he's extremely efficient as well. And, you know, with Clevenger, I no doubt in my mind when he's on the mound, he's great. Um, but somewhat of an injury risk. Uh, I just think he's a little bit of a riskier pick. And because of that, I have Bieber ahead of him. I mean, yeah, I, I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. I don't think yeah, I think people can totally make that argument. It's a very fine one. And I, you know, and I'm actually happy you didn't immediately point out like the, the hard contact stuff with Bieber. I'm not necessarily into like, hey man, he 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 gave up so much hard contact. He's definitely not going to be as good as he was last he's year. He's got elite command, so yeah, he's got elite command, and I think the people need to the, the thing. The context that's important about hard contact is like, yeah, they made hard contact when they hit it. And they really didn't hit it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, it, yes, understandably so. Uh, uh, it, it, it did get hit pretty hard, but he did a pretty good job commanding it. He had like a pretty big O-swing jump uh, last year. Uh, Bieber did. His Z-swing jumped up and his Z-contact dropped. There's a lot in that plate-disciplined field. There's a lot there to be excited about. Four-seamer scares me a, a little bit, and that's kind of why I lean Clevenger. Um, I, I think the foundation is a little bit more solid with Clevenger. Um, that four-seam, we saw him hitting 90. 96, right? Sitting, not excuse me, not hitting, sitting 96 at the beginning of the season before his injury. And if he does stay healthy, hey man, let it fly, right? I I mean, this is theoretically an important year for Mike Clevenger because we want to baby him a little bit more because I'm, hey man, I'm a huge Clevenger fan. I was even going to wear the Clevenger jersey tonight, but (laughs) like I, 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 
he's really starting to fall into that injury risk category. We always knew about the explosive mechanics. And uh, I remember even writing in my notes before his injury happened, like this will be a big year. Is this a guy who's going to be a, you know, a perpetual woulda, coulda, shoulda, because he's always getting injured each year. Or is he going to be a guy who might be able to click and throw 200 innings of like, you know, sub three ERA baseball. I think in this small sample size, the upside is higher in terms of swing striker in terms of K rate um, overall. But I, once again, think Mike makes a very valid point about the innings pitched. We could see Bieber uh, uh, make a few more appearances and to echo your sentiment, Curland, that that bullpen's not great, man. We that bullpen another... is is not great. <laughs> They're gonna de- and Francona loves to throw his starters anyway, so I think they're all gonna pitch deep in the games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know how he treated Bauer, we know how he treated Bieber. He treats he lets his guys go. Yeah. Francona just seems to have that track record. But with that all said, I want to give my opinion on who's not gonna finish in the top twenty five, and it might be hot takey, but I'm Walker Bueller's out, mm. and it's because it's uh, only because you think you're gonna limit him. I think they're going to limit him. They already have. I, I just I happened to pull up a report just right now. And on, <laughs> on Sunday, he threw one simulated inning. Yep. We're nine days away. He threw one inning. Next, he's, he's slated to throw two plus. What does that mean? Three? Yeah. And, no, they've, uh, yeah. They've already so, said that he's going to be babied a little bit at the beginning. So you're totally right. So they're babying, they're babying him at the beginning. Then on top of that, there's he's come out and said he's a slow starter. Yeah. So you put the All slow that. starter uh, tag on him. He limited at the beginning. They have Gonsolin, they have May, they have Stripling if they want to kind of still utilize him as that piggyback type of role. They have these guys that they can baby him with. I am literally, like, that's why I'm actually, like, I've dropped him down to, like, 7th or 8th overall in my starting pitcher ranks. He's barely in my top 10. I have Clevenger ahead of him, Bieber ahead of him. Guys, I think they're going to pitch more innings. Mm-hmm. It becomes it becomes between Flaherty and Bueller for me. That's where I have them now. I have them in that. I, and even Verlander's kind of dropped after I saw the whole – um, I saw the article from Zimmerman mining the news talking about him messing with his yeah, mechanics. I don't want to. I don't want my ace to be messing with his mechanics and seeing what he what works for him in a shortened season. That could take half the season for, half the season for him to figure out. Yeah. So this is all just pushing Scherzer back up. Clevenger and Bieber are now in my top five, and I mean maybe it's a little reactive, but you have to. Be, I feel like you have to be reactive in a sixty game season. You have to be. You have to call it overreacting. I'm calling it reacting right now. There's no. There's <laughs> there is no overreacting right now. You got to go with your gut. I mean, that's what kind of makes the season really more fun, right? It's kind of a little bit yeah. fun, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for the COVID part, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't for the global pandemic, where... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even know if you can put that many uh, consonants and vowels on the back of a jersey without like, <laughs> yeah. bending completely around. Uh, I don't even know. I have one Adley Rutschman jersey, but I don't know if I have any. Um, I got you an Asher one. Yeah, I should. I should. I, or or a means <laughs> one. I mean, I, I imagine I could probably get one for free by now. What do you think about means adding That's some velocity? velocity. All about it, man. Sitting 93, 94, man. You look at that curveball sample size last year. That pitch is a beauty, oh, yeah. right? The pitch is a beauty. So if you're telling me that John Means is, you know, two ticks of velocity up with a really nice curveball that he's going to integrate into the game and he already has a change up for outs. Like I was I, I was talking with um, uh, I hate being that person. I was talking with, with <laughs> Dan Straley and it's okay, he, it's okay to be that person. Yeah, we know you guys are I, like best friends. It's I hate, I, yeah, <laughs> I hate to say it, but you, I mean, not that I hate to say it, but it's like, you've earned it. You can be that person. I bet you talk to that. You talk to those people. It's, it's okay to name drop. You're not what a wiener. What a, what a wiener. Seriously. What a wiener. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to turn around at the end of this podcast, look in the mirror and say, what a wiener. Um, <laughs> and he, he was talking about the tweaks that he had made with his change up and how that leads to, um, it's funny. We hear tweaks, 
right? And we always think like, okay, I'm going to get more spin rate. I'm going to get more spin efficiency. I'm going to get more break. I'm going to get more movement, mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And what he kind of opened my eyes to that I didn't even think about is he said, it doesn't affect the pitch at all. It makes it more consistent, which I thought was super mm -hmm. interesting, right? He made a tweak to his changeup that makes it more consistent. And, and as a result, he had a, he pitched this morning against the LG twins and he got six or seven outs off the changeup alone. He's not getting strikeouts on it as much anymore because he's utilizing it as that pitch. And we talked about like, oh man, that like, when you have that in your back pocket as a pitcher, when you can trust, I've got a changeup that I'm going to be able to throw and it's going to get an out right now, it gives you so much more confidence in your other pitches. And now that I know that about John Means and he's got an uptick in velocity, hey man, you can get him for free because no one knows who he is and no one wants to get someone from the Baltimore Orioles. So, no, hey, take yeah. it. My only thing was when I heard the uptick in velocity, does that change his approach? Does he think now, oh, I can overpower people because I gained some velocity? And now you see him throwing, maybe he changes up his um, pitch mix. Or what if he tries to challenge pitchers when he really shouldn't? Because 93 is still batting practice for a lot of guys. And uh, I'm just I'm just wondering, or with the added velocity, does that come with decreased control? Because he's trying to throw harder. Mm -hmm. Just all these things popped in my head right away. Trust me, initially, I, I, I actually went out and added them places. I put in fab bids. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. Anytime you hear added velocity, it's great it's usually a good yeah. thing but these are things that went through my head as a guy who's not a fireballer and maybe just the control the, the aspect of maybe him overthrowing kind of popped yeah. into my head 100 it's it's an extremely valid point and a great point and i mean um you think about matthew boyd last year right all of a sudden he's sitting 92 uh and then he gets frustrated he starts throwing 93 a little bit more and he loses his command he starts giving up a lot more home runs he has that stretch where he gives up like you know, 30% of his season home runs in like a seven, eight stretch. And he said it himself, I would go into my back pocket because I was frustrated and I would lean on that fastball a little yeah. bit more. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I would think that because he's not doing it mid season and he's had this off season to kind of finesse it a little bit, obviously I would love to see what the results look like, but because they say he's sitting there as opposed to not hitting it. I think he should be more beneficial to do so. Whether that changes his approach, I mean, there's really no way of us knowing until we see him pitch, and yeah. it's once again a very, very valid point. I would think because of the increase in velocity, keep in mind it's also a larger separation than between that fastball and that changeup. Change yep. So all of a sudden it could be even more effective. And, you know... Yeah, I, I mean, and once again, who knows how that curveball is utilized too? I mean, maybe he starts to throw that a little bit more. But you're right. If 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 he's if we see like this is the long and short of it, maybe he says if he's 93, 94 and he loses command, he dials it back and he can already throw 92 and command it when he needs to. And that's what I mean. I I was just trying to play devil's advocate. No, no, great point. I'm 100 percent with you. I actually like I bumped means up. He's now like securely in my top 100 SPs mm -hmm. going into the year. Whereas where he was a kind of a fringe guy, kind of for me was a kind of like that 100 to 90 range. Which again, from 90 to like 120, it's just another big blob, mm -hmm. <laughs> or even 80 to 120. So it's like technically he wasn't in my top 100. <laughs> now he's like secured in there. And oh, Marty Tallman with another good question of Turnbull or means. <laughs> Both free and bad teams. Mike's a Turnbull guy. Which way do you lean, um, Alex? Um, it's. I mean, I. If you had to choose just one, if you had the to choose, Orioles fan, we know where he's going. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I that it's funny because I really do like Spencer Turnbull. He's also going to be a Codify client this this year, which I think is really going to change yeah. his approach to the game. I think that's super important. Um, and and he's a smart pitcher, and I believe that a lot of the the failures that he had in the second half were as a result of these injuries. Um, I still think it's just a slider, right? And the slider is great. I still think it's just a slider. We've already seen uh, the changeup have success. I've seen larger samples of the curveball having success. They're both terrible teams. I, I really wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Spencer Turnbull finished higher, but uh, I, I think I'm going to go with means on this one. 
What about you, Mike? Are, did Alex change your mind, or are you just turnball all the way? Oh, I got to stick behind turnball still. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that uh, – you know, I just like his arsenal. I mean, he's got a you know a few pitches he go to. That four seems good. He's got a good slider. I feel like his curveball has some good movement to it, so I think it could improve. Um, so, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a Turnbull lover. So, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then kind of like what Mike's point was, we still got to see how it means, uh, you know, how he can utilize the that fastball at the new velocity. And I, I kind of think that uh, the same thing with new pitchers too. Whenever you hear about these new pitches that these pitchers are working on or coming out with, I always, I try not to get too excited because I feel like you got to see, um, you know, like how they utilize them first, like just because they're, creating a new pitch doesn't mean it's going to be good. And plus usually they got to work on it for a year. Um, so, I mean, I know I'm kind of drifting here, but uh, just as a side note, I just feel like people need to realize that when you hear someone is developing a new pitch, it doesn't automatically mean that they're taking a step forward. Well, it's a great point. I mean, everyone got really excited because of Tyler glass now developing a splitter. And then we saw it in spring training. I think he threw like one and he was like, mm, it's not yeah. great. And we're, you know, <laughs> people shoot him up, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's like the stock market. That's how fickle the ADP market can be. Right. Yeah. If anyone's drafting the day they hear that Tyler glass now is adding a splitter, he's, he's, he's a top 30 pitcher, you know? So, yeah. I agree. And this transitions us perfectly to relief pitchers. And I guess as a whole, DMNDO2 wants to ask us, what do you all think uh, are the value of multi-inning relievers this year when drafting? And personally, it depends. It really depends on how you make create your uh, – I'm all about roster yeah. construction. Mm-hmm. And they have, a, they have a place. If you went high-end pitchers, I'm more likely to just – kind of avoid them because then I can kind of take my high-end pitchers, pair them with my John Means of the world that I know are going to rack up the innings and maybe grab one. But I think there's a va- uh, actual, like, I don't know. I'm big on the – I can understand I'm big on it, but I can understand the multi-inning guys, like the Corbin Burns potentially and all them because they can kind of grab those cheap wins early in the season. So maybe there's a chance that you grab those cheap wins, the guys that piggyback off the starters, and then dump them for the, the hot guy off the waiver wire. Because there's going to be, I don't know about you guys, but I know I can speak for myself, just turning and burning that waiver wire. But Mike, what do you think about the uh, middle reliever approach? Yeah, I mean, I feel like kind of like what you said, depends how you're drafting. I mean, if you need some ratio help, I kind of get it. Or uh, if you want to try and grab some cheap wins, kind of like, you know, going off someone who's piggybacking, um, which Chris Bassett comes to my mind when it comes to that, yeah. like maybe him and Puck or something. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily targeting them personally. Um, but yeah, again, if, or it, like, kind of like Mike said, honestly, that's a good point. If you want to just like turn and burn them consistently, then you could certainly do that, but I'm definitely not like purposely targeting anyone. Alex, what about you? Yeah. You know, there's going to be so many questions that are answered in the, in the, in the coming weeks. You know what I mean? There are just certain yeah, things that we, we don't know the, the answers to quite yet. And so as a result, I don't think you need to necessarily draft any of those guys because we're going to learn things in the first week of games. Um, if you, if you do, if you are interested, I mean, you know, the Dodgers are probably your team, like guys like Tony Gonsolin and Dustin may are going to be good values for you. I saw yesterday that Steven Brault and Chad cool could be picking back off Mm -hmm. one another. And Chad cool has got a really fantastic slider that could get him a lot of whips. But overall, I mean, like I was watching the the Chicago white Sox um, inter-squad game yesterday. And I think it was a dude, let me double check. I'm pretty sure his name was Tyler Johnson. Um, the only guy I think of when I think of the inter-squad games is Edwin, uh, Edwin, oh, what's his name? The dude that just smacks home runs. I'm just watching that beautiful swing. Oh, Edward Encarnacion? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> on, on the Dodgers, is, I want to say Edwin Rios? Rios? Oh, Edwin Rios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's his first name. I could be wrong about the first name, but dude, that swing is pretty, man. If you haven't seen it, I recommend going. I know you guys are pitching guys, but I'm a hitting guy. And that <laughs> yeah. swing, like, like, there's very, very few things about a hitter you can enjoy, but a nice swing, you truly, it's almost like a nice slider for a guy who's into hitters. A nice fluid swing with a one hand release, like just it's so it's it's majestic, man. Yeah, like I, I felt that way watching Yerman Mercedes today, who like literally threw his back out every time he swung. It was so freaking <laughs> aggressive. His hands are so quick, and I saw him hit a ball like five hundred feet foul. Um, but the the, the 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 guy's name was Tyler Johnson. He came in yesterday and he had some really great sliders. He made uh, everyone's favorite darling Luis Robert look silly with back to back sliders away, and. Who knows, man? All of a sudden, he's the best dude setting up Aaron Bummer, and he's leading the league and holds. We we just don't know what's going to happen with these guys. We just don't know. No, you're 100% correct. And we know you've been very – between your first pitch Florida – uh, presentation b- between your podcast, your your article you put out. We are very aware of how you initially attacked saves. Mm-hmm. I know you kind of talked about it since then, but maybe briefly. I don't want to make you have to go all the way deep into it again, but just how are you attacking saves now that there's way less certainty and way less like who knows what the hell's happening? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, I think before the, the way that I've kind of evolved is earlier on, I definitely could have understood the argument that you wanted to reach for guys whose jobs were a, a pretty secure over a long term. There were only a, a select handful of dudes that I was comfortable uh, uh, with people like reaching on. Now, I, I don't really think there's any single person. I think if you're taking a look at the at the top bullpens, we're just going to see things be utilized like we've never seen before. Like, I don't know what's going to the- uh, happen with... um. What's his name? The uh, the uh, the old closer for the Brewers who's back now after his Tommy John oh, surgery. Neville. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, he could theoretically be back. Maybe they're going to baby him. But the point is that Hader could theoretically return to a fireman role. It's my opinion that if we're in a sixty you. game, yeah, if we're in a sixty game season, man, you want to win every game, every game. Right. Knebel, yeah. uh, Knebel, uh, Hader's going to be the Cy Young winner. He's going to have like five wins, <laughs> seven saves, and that like a my pick 1. as well. Five year A. That was happen. that was literally my Cy Young pick as well. I think it could be a reliever this year for the first time since Eric Gagne or Gagne, whatever. Um, Gagne. 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 Gagne with a spoon. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a good time, Alex. Don't tempt me. <laughs> uh, so I, I think we're going to see that a lot. And I think so the people that I'm interested in reaching out to or reaching out for in drafts are guys like Ken Giles who don't have a solid bullpen, right? There's no one. They, they can't put Ken Giles in, in the sixth inning because then they're just going to blow it in the seventh and the eighth and the ninth. They don't really have a fantastic bullpen for them to be able to rely on. But guys, you know. Theoretically, this could be a good year for Alex Colomay because a lot of people think that Aaron Bummer is going to vulture those saves because I will agree that he theoretically could be the better closer there. He's got some I saw your gift stuff. today. I saw it was your gorgeous. gift today. I think it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. He, threw it with, he almost threw it with such like confidence and cockiness too. It was like the way he, he threw it was like, yeah, the, well, the way he threw that pitch today it looked like hit me. I dare you. Like exactly. it was actually really impressive. A hundred percent. So I, I but I never one thinks he's going to take the closer role and he very well could, but they also have him as a great setup guy. He's a lefty you know, too. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I think those are the guys that I'm a little bit more interested in. I still believe in Hunter Harvey. Um, I, I really think he could be a nice steal, uh, although he's been kind of creeping up the ADP kind of what, from from what I can see. Listen, the Orioles aren't going to win a lot of games, but they're going to win some games. Uh, yeah. and, and that dude is sitting like 96, 97 with his four seamer and it's blowing yeah. past guys. Um, so I think that's kind of my 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 take. You don't need to reach. Guys are going to pop up that you never thought about would have popped up. You, you really don't need to be reaching in the top 100 for for your saves. I don't think. 
see, I was the opposite of that. I was like, oh, let's get, let me get one sure thing. And now my sure thing got COVID. Like, unfortunately, he was, you know, he, Chad. like, I, I, hate, I hate to say it that way. It just sounds so insensitive, but Chapman got COVID. And that's when one of my guys, I've been targeting him and Asuna have been all through draft season. Just my one guy, like, I would get him and then I would do kind of like, let's play the game at the end of drafts. And with such a short turnover as far as like the, the trade deadline, that's also less of a sure thing. So I was tar- I was happy to target a guy that was on a team that wasn't going to trade them and likely going to be a contender and winning a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So although I do think saves are going to be more spread out, that's the problem. They're going to be more spread out. You're going to have three guys on a given team getting saves, and it's going to be hard to really pin down the next man up necessarily. And I just wanted the one sure thing. But now it's like, honestly, it's just luck of the draw because you just don't know who's going to stay healthy, who's going to – like right now COVID's you know, doing COVID things and – I, again, I don't mean to sound sensitive. I just don't know what to do. And that's like, I still want to go with my approach, but it's really aggravating. I actually yeah. have a main event I'm in this weekend. With so, John Alex, Fish. are you, are you afraid of, are you afraid of Yates as well because Pomeranz and Pagan? Um, not necessarily. You- also because he's a free agent, so they can blow his arm out if they want to and just rely right. on him as much as possible. I'm staying away from Yates as much as possible in fantasy leagues because I don't, yeah. and, excuse me, in dynasty leagues because I don't think people realize how old he is. I'm pretty sure he's like he's old. Yeah, he's always like 32 uh, or 33, maybe even older. 33. I he's love 33. he's like our age and we call him old. It's fantastic. I know, right? You might as well be dead. Um, he's uh, he's 33. <laughs> <laughs> he's 33 years old. And like, listen, man, coming into what's going to be a wild free agent class, not a lot of people are going to want a 34-year-old yeah, closer. He is 33. Yeah. He is so, old too. Yeah. So would you be comfortable drafting him then? Um, depending on where he falls, I think a lot of people are going to push him up because he is Kirby Yates and he had that fantastic year last year. I think if he did find a fall to a place where I was comfortable taking him in ADP. Yeah, I think he could be good because they do have Pomerantz, like you said, to take over those seventh, eighth inning roles. It's kind of like the same thing with, um, the White Sox, like I said, and then the Braves, right? Will Smith doesn't need to close games because he's theoretically the best reliever on that team. He can come in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, be used as a relief, uh, be used as a fireman. Mark Melanson's good enough that he should be able to get saves. You know what I mean? If it's a tight one inning game coming into the eighth inning, you're using Will Smith, hoping that you get a bigger lead for Mark Melanson to close it out in the ninth. And oh, it'll be the same. Now, with closures being kind of again like a let's you know let's play wherever wire let's get let's have fun with it let's take a chance maybe skip on the high end guys that might make you more interested in stashing guys. Mike, are there any stash candidates that you instantly think you know what I don't want to waste a roster spot. I know it's hard to hold a roster spot that long, but maybe a week or two before the trade deadline you start thinking about stashing guys. Any situations you think that closers are going to get traded out of where you want the next man up like a cringe check or something like that. Mm. Um, I mean, I was going to bring up Bummer, <laughs> actually, uh, in case Tom got traded. Um, but another one is maybe Rosenthal if Kennedy is traded. Um, you know, I think Gingle, if Bradley's traded, comes to mind too. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, any of those ga- guys are definitely plausible. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of movement uh, this year when it comes to the, the deadline, just because, I mean, you know, there's or only a month left baseball i was gonna say or yeah I, you I, I, yeah i mean maybe if you get like a surprise team that really just wants to make a run for it they'll just do it um but i mean yeah those were two guys that came straight to my you know came to mind when my wife likes to pop in randomly and That's nice well yeah but she won't actually come say hi i try yeah, I won't but she, but she, she makes the shirts so she, she those are great the, so this new shirt oh, so, i'm wearing <laughs> no this one's better it's from beer bourbon baseball uh, there you go 
So that's I like the, new... the I like my favorite one was the one you guys wore for the uh, Yancey one. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. My, uh, my wife made a little shop and she's selling them, but we'll see what we can do for you, Alex. I would love you to wear <laughs> one of these oh, shirts. I'm all about well, it. We yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. the Yancey one. He kept telling us no. Yeah. So and we also have the glasses, the beer, bourbon, baseball. It's hard to see, but beer, oh, bourbon, cool. Baseball, yeah, I see that. Like... That's sick. <laughs> Yeah, my wife and my wife and I got into this hobby of randomly wanting to design things, and she's like, "Well, you have the show." I'm like, "See what happens." And now she's making stuff. We sold our first shirt today. It was actually really exciting. Mazel tov. That's great. I was definitely wear. I know I was Jewish. Uh, I really Are you am. Jewish? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, so am I. You and me both. Ooh, have a nagi. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, here's the chair. All right, so we kind of talked a little about everything, and obviously we try to keep it an hour. We we appreciate your time, but we we saw what Yancey did on PitchCon, so we had him ask us questions last episode, and mm. we loved the idea of it. It was so much fun. So Alex, I did tell you you can kind of do the same thing for us on the way out. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure how many questions you brought. Don't know. This is gonna be fun. So we're kind of letting you be the host now. I know you're comfortable in that in sure. that situation. So Alex, you got the mic. The floor is yours, buddy. What is it? What is a well? We'll start with you, Carlin. What's a song? What's a song that's always stuck in your head? Oh, that's I'm. We talked about. I think we talked about this on the poker game that I hate music or whatever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not a music guy. But it has to be. It's usually some. If it's anything, it's either a kid song from one of my kids, like in the back, because I have three of them, mm-hmm. and it's always like Baby Shark was for a long time. But as far as personal taste goes, again, I don't listen to a lot of music these days, so it's a lot of Eminem stuff. Eminem oh. and DMX. It's weird. Like cool. I am from Next Eminem. <laughs> I I I am wherever you say I am, the, yeah the, that that song uh or Stan from Eminem those are like I know it's like that's like early two thousand stuff but that's the stuff to this day that will pop into my head randomly because that's kind of what I listen to I've never really been again I'm not a huge music guy I know you are I know Mike is and I'm sorry it's just not my we talked about this I'm I'm downer man I don't do uh I just don't do music I'm sorry Curland are you a big music guy. <laughs> No, just make sure. Uh, I, I was, I was trying. I was trying to put that out there. Enough. I don't know if I don't know if I said it enough. I was okay, not a gotcha. huge music guy. Michael, what about you? Um, I would say "Somebody to Love" by Queen. Oh, really? That song's just like always, always in your head. Yeah, probably because I'm. I just that's like one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? Don't know why. It just is. Love that song. What about Ooh. you, Alex? Oh, wait, uh, I was supposed to ask you this stuff. But. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I won't answer. I won't answer. Um, <laughs> keep us all, keep us all in the dark there. Uh, no, if you want me to answer, it, it, for some uh, reason, it, uh, it's untitled by D'Angelo. That song is in my head all the time. Literally, no yeah. idea what song. Untitled. Yeah. How does it feel? It's called Untitled. How does it feel? Uh, that song is in my head just all the time. Um, is there a is there a piece of art, book, film? um uh play whatever that impacted you most oh man Ooh. that's tough you're, you're asking, like deep questions yeah uh, and i've never been like i won't lie to you it's not like, not like i'm proud of it i actually as i got as i've gotten older i enjoy arts i enjoy musicals mm-hmm. and the one that i watched not so long ago and i was like looking back at it and i was like wow this is kind of like a deeper maybe musical was rent I really enjoyed yeah. it, actually. Great. I was like, holy crap. It's like, yeah. you know, 90s and the, like I think it was 90s that, that it took place in and um, the AIDS thing and all that kind of like sensitive topics. Yeah. I was like, wow, this actually isn't bad at all. And I was like, holy crap. This is um, and I was like, you know, the, as you again, as you get older, you kind of develop taste for these things. And I was like, it's kind of the one that stuck with me. I was like, oh, wow, this is I've watched it multiple times since, to be honest. Mm. I was like, huh, that's interesting. It's great. Yeah. It's great musical. Mike, anything? 
And you just watched Hamilton, wanna, dude. I don't want to say my answer because it's like super. I feel like it's kind of weird. Um, it would be weird. We're all for weird. some reason. Fantasy so, like, baseball is what my, made us my wife, friends. My wife always <laughs> makes fun of me because I have literally no emotions. Like I never cry at anything or yeah. any of that stuff. Um, for some reason, the only thing that's ever moved me basically in my entire life <laughs> uh, is Les Miserables. Is Les like, Mis? I don't know why, but it's just like I don't know that that play slash I'm made movies just get to me. Man, get that's very movies. interesting. Have you tried that book? I have not. Don't. God, <laughs> you'll never get anything done. It's like 800 pages. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely huge. When was the, uh, tell me the first time, we'll start with you, uh, uh, Michael, I guess. Is, is that how you guys do it? Because it's Mike we and Mike. We and Curlin. I, was, yeah, I, I said Mike, Mike and I have to actually start just using last names because, yeah, it's Mike and Mike. And, Mike and Mike, Mike. Mike's gone, so we should do Mike and Mike these days, but it's not original. <laughs> Either is this. So MSMK. Okay. That sounds uh, like a good time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think you mean S and M. I know what I said, Alex. Samio, <laughs> uh, uh, tell us about the uh, first time you told your wife you said "I love you." Uh, okay, um, it's not that <laughs> great of a story. Um, fine. Okay. So we were both still in college in our last year, and um, I don't, I don't know. We like. We walked out of our dorm. We went to like this random bench and we we're just sitting there. And I just, I said it absolutely terribly. I was like, so I think I kind of love you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time I said it. <laughs> is, she, is she around? Is she around? Yeah. Uh, she's two flights up. I don't she's two, Oh, wow. Sick humble brag, bro. <laughs> I know. Sick humble. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in my thousand square foot apartment. With two yeah, kids exactly. And a wife. Like, I what the hell is that? Yeah, I can't be anywhere and, in my apartment and, and not see my wife. And I'm sure if I said something, she probably wouldn't come anyway. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, my wife won't come on camera. I've tried to. And she, my wife walks in the room, throws me a t shirt. She's like within like about 15 feet of me, and she won't come over here and say hi. I mean, I can text her and see if she'll come down. Text her and see if she'll come down for me, please. All right. Uh, Mike, what about you? <sighs> I did it like I was 20 years old and did it over the phone. Like I told her over the phone. So over, like not over the yeah, phone. Terrible. I know. Not even not, not, not romantic at all. Like it's okay though. What she, was she your, married me? What both of you do you remember? What was your wedding song? Uh, mine was "Marry Me" by Train because it was right when it came out and we actually met because it's um it goes if I ever get the nerve to say hello in this cafe. We actually met at Reinforce Cafe while she was I was a waitress and she was a wait uh, a hostess. God, so you the say cafe- that name, and I like and transported back the se- the smells and the sounds of yeah. a rainforest cafe. I worked. There, I was a waiter <laughs> there for uh, I was a waiter there for three years, and wow. um, I got fired because I punched a hole in the wall. Oh. And <laughs> that'll do it. I was like in my uh, uh, yeah. You, you shouldn't hurt the rainforests. There, hashtag they're, they're, no regrets, man. Yeah. Oh, my wife just popped in. <laughs> Stop talking my wife about just me. In. Can uh, Alexis, just, yeah. if if you if you are there, I would. I know you don't uh, like to come on this Please. but if you if you would if you would do me this favor of coming on very briefly i would i would greatly appreciate it um mike do you remember michael <laughs> michael michael <laughs> um do you remember the um the uh your, your wedding song uh yes yeah, still fallen by hunter hayes still fallen by is that like a country artist yeah still following she's a big person she's a big country so i guess we uh a sorry new girl is on you don't yeah. have dvr nowadays it's, no my it's, wife's watching it on netflix even worse like she can totally stop she it, can pop it alexis all right i'm not gonna make you feel uncomfortable you, you can a hundred percent not come on that's totally and fine. marty of course laughing at me because i punched a hole in the wall it's such a classic server thing among other things, they're very classic server things, including like inappropriate stuff. Yes, punching a hole in the wall is not the most creative way to get fired. No, but that's true. 
It's okay. You <laughs> are, you are, we'll do the desert island. Ooh. Uh, and there are three video games. You have a magic console that can play any video game from any console. Okay. And there are three video games that you need to bring to this uh, island from any console. Um, well, uh, uh, Simeon looks wholly unprepared. So we're going to oh, start. That's oh, a tough one. It's a tough one. So we're going to start with you. Did, is your wife coming down or no? She's, I don't know. Probably not. No. Yeah. I'm going to guess <laughs> my wife. the won't. word coward. I'm in my pajamas. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> I text her I, I, saying, I, please. And she's please come. Please. All caps. And that's uh, all I got. I'm giving it all my, I'm giving my all. I, well, Yancey says, well, you're still going. Yes, Yancey. I'm doing my best Yancey impression. Um, uh, uh, Mike, so let's start with you, Carlin. The three video games from any console that you're bringing on this desert island. There is one catch. Am I by myself on this? Because desert island usually means you're by yourself. So. Great, great, great. Yep, yep, yep. You are, you are totally uh, by yourself. Because that actually ruins Goldeneye for me. Because Goldeneye was like such a fun game with yeah. two people. So I'm thinking games are going to last a while. Like, I, want the mass, I want Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect. Okay. Love that game. Um, oh, The Witcher 3, another great open world game, kind of keep you busy for a long time, and then Fallout. Mm. I love the open world games. I love the idea of your choices affect the ending. Mm. Those are all things I really enjoy about games because it kind of makes you feel like you are part of the game. And that's why those three instantly came to mind. Is, I know they're more of newer games, but those are games that, again, that just they're, they'll keep you busy for a long time and everything matters. Every choice you make matters. Great. Mike? Um... <laughs> Uh, so it'd be Super Mario 64, mm-hmm. um, Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Have to have Super Smash Brothers, and then I don't know if you guys uh, Dota two. Of course, yeah, I know Dota oh. two. Yeah, of course, I know. Dota. Oh, my wife's here. Do you want to talk? Hey, to me? amazing! Yes, oh, I, do. I have to. Oh, I'm not going to hear what you're. Saying. Don't want to talk what to you anymore. Good. Isn't good. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. What's your name? Hold on. What's your wife's name? Okay. All right, it's Brittany. Oh, great! Hi, hi, Brittany. Oh my this God, is I SP Streamer. Your dog mother it. shirt. Thank you. I absolutely and love it. My friend just got me a shirt that just says "I have a dog," and I try and wear it as much as possible because <laughs> we just got one. So one of my favorite shirt. <laughs> it's it's a great shirt, and I'm actually sad the dog has not made an appearance on the podcast yet. That's uh, uh, he's he's around. <laughs> oh no, he he makes his appearances plenty. He oh, he barks. Yeah, yeah, okay. we hear him plenty. So we, we, we I, I brought you down and I, I thank you for obliging me. I know it's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night uh, and, and you were relaxing. Um, we just had Michael tell us the uh, very tell us about the very first time he told you he loved you. And I wanted to get your perspective if it was as vanilla as he says he thinks it was. <laughs> no, I mean, I was definitely like caught off guard, but oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt the same way, so it like worked. <laughs> were you were you in the situation where you were like, like I know my wife was like, I wasn't saying it until you were saying it. I felt it, but I wasn't saying it until you were saying it. Did you feel that way too? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she would never say it. For no. <laughs> so what was what was the reasoning behind that? You were like, if you wanted, you better say this first. Like it's your job to do the commitment thing, or what was it that made you want him? Made he had to say it first. Why was that? Um, I, I honestly just wanted to make sure he still, he felt the same way as me and he wasn't just saying it because I said it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Very smart. See, this is why women are much smarter than us. Oh, yeah. Women that are, are much, much smarter than us. Do you remember the, your wedding song? Yes. What was it? 
It's still fallen by Hunter Hayes. So, still fallen by Hunter Hayes. And what went into the choice of that song? I just love country and I wanted a song that not everyone heard of. And I I heard it the first time um on the highway and mm. I fell in love with it and I said, This is the perfect song for us. <laughs> perfect. And then the last thing, and then I'll let you go because I've already taken up too much of your time here. Okay. Mike, what was the very uh, oh yeah. Okay, great. We're gonna do a one quick one round question of the newlywed game. Okay. How long have you guys been married? It's gonna be two years yeah. in August. Oh, it'll actually be two years for us in July. That's very. Oh, really? yeah. Are you guys in Jersey? New York. New York. You're in New York. So you, do you do you know do you know what the manor is? What? In West Orange, New Jersey. Uh, no. no. Okay, because that's where we got married, and, and it seems like you guys would be familiar with that place because it's just a wild place. Um, <laughs> The last question I have for you. What is the one piece of art, okay, book, um, movie, or um, uh, or play that impacts Mike the most, that has impacted him the most in his life? No chance she knows this. Really? One art movie. I'll give you a hint. It's okay. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That is actually really hard. It's hard. Here it comes. so hard. Tell him what you yeah, think. Yeah, why is it hard? Really? What? Tell him what you think about him emotionally. Oh, he's like a robot. <laughs> we have been together as a couple. It's going to be nine years in October. Wow. And I I'm never sorry. Cry. Never, never once? Never. Never. <laughs> so he's a robot. <laughs> I guess you've never seen his drafts. <laughs> That's when he cries after he drafts his team. <laughs> I, that was a terrible joke. Um, all right, so, I appreciate well, let's, it. Let's, let's thank you. Like let's it. let's let's try and and that was, was, was you have very good drafts. I don't even know why I said that. Um, <laughs> so what do you think it is? Lie. What do you think it is? Nine years never cried, but yeah. what is the one thing that has impacted him the most? Oh, I don't know. That's so hard. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Any any shot in the dark? Any any player movie? Anything? I want to, I feel like it'd be like a sports movie or something. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So you'll guess. A sp- oh, I'm so bad at this. No, no, no. It's okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, drink every, I drink every night. I drink every night because I can't guess answers right either. So don't feel bad. <laughs> it was shocking and it was actually quite beautiful. Why don't you tell her what, what you, the one piece of art that has impacted you the most? Was? It's a lame as well. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely. Yeah. You she won't. I keep telling him to see it. She wanted me that to see one, it. That one time he teared up three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I walked around. He tried to face by himself. It really makes that huge French flag he has tattooed on his uh, back make a lot more sense. There you go. There it is. It's a family affair. Hi. Meanwhile, my wife just said, screw you and left me out the dry. Oh, yeah. My, my my wife would say the same thing right now if I tried to get her on this podcast. Um, thank you so much for, for, for coming on. I'm sorry to have made you come down two flights of stairs. <laughs> yeah, because Mike humbly bragged about the Bye. size of the Hi, nice to meet Bye. you. Nice to meet you. Well, there's that, Mike. That was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. And you showed us all up because I can't come. I, my wife walked in, said, What do you want? I begged her. I was I turned, I muted my camp, my mic. I begged her. I was waving her over. She wouldn't come. I was like, I gave up. So I'm actually my, pretty surprised she came up, but that she seems she seems very awesome. She's better yeah, than you. Oh, yeah. hundred times better than me. Well, yeah. She's that's the first time I've met her, and you talk to me all the time. Like she's I'm actually, actually had somewhat interest in like has like told me to teach her like how to do fans. Do it. 
I know. That's all there is. Uh, well, we have a mentorship program. <laughs> there it is. That would be a perfect opportunity and, for her. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Isn't this guy a mentor? Yes, he that is. is. Yes, There's no kissing the teacher here. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to kiss the teacher. Sadly, here. Um, well, that those are all. Those are all my questions. I. I uh, that was a lot of fun. I can't believe we got your wife to come down. It's great. Yeah, I know that is so. Oh wait, wait, last one. Yancy asks, "When do I get my mentor signed to me?" When <laughs> I was gonna make, I'll uh, uh, I'll, I'll do my best, Yancy. I'm, I'm gonna text him a joke, but I'll I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> and of course, Yancy, man, I cry all the time. Of <laughs> course. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. All right, well, I guess on that note, man, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. This was yeah. a blast. And Mike, your wife made the show perfectly ended. Um, Alex, remind everybody where they can find you, what you do, and you're everywhere. You're on ESPN. No one, everyone knows who you are. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. I, I uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Fast Eight. Next week, next Tuesday, I'll finally have my top 100 uh, pitchers come out. And uh, in the meantime, spread that word about that mentorship program if you can. If you know people who are interested, and also, hey man, get your friends into fantasy baseball. It's a short season, man. This is the perfect time to get your friends who have ever been interested in a fantasy sport into mm-hmm. fantasy baseball. Get them in. It'll be great. All right. And of course, you can follow Mike on Twitter at SP Streamer, myself at Mike underscore Curland. And as always, we just truly appreciate you all listening. Baseball is here-ish. Stay tuned for everything baseball with all of us, and we'll talk to you soon, guys. Later. Bye. <laughs>